Power Trains, a podcast about training and racing and endurance sports. I'm Dimity McDowell, co-founder of Another Mother Runner. I don't know about you, but my kids have plenty of time on their hands these days. School is out, most activities are canceled or severely cut back. And well, let's just say there isn't a ton of self-motivated movement going on unless it's with their thumbs on a screen. So one question we're often asked at Another Mother Runner is how to get kids interested in running and how to make it a somewhat enjoyable experience so they want to keep doing it. In order to get some answers and perspectives on that question, we brought in three generations of runners in the same family. Jane Espy, Katie Oglesby, and Abby Oglesby. Jane is the mother and grandmother, a 74-year-old who lives on Sanibel Island in Florida. Katie is the mother and daughter who is 48 and a massage therapist. And she was also my partner in the swim run three years ago. And she lives outside Denver. And Abby Oglesby is the daughter and granddaughter. She's 21 and ran cross country and track at Mesa University, a division two school in Grand Junction, Colorado. A former high school swimmer, she's currently transitioning to the triathlon team at Mesa for her senior year. I am so excited to have all three of you here together. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for having us. I know. So you guys are all, to give us a little background. You, Katie and Abby live in Colorado, but you came down to Florida to get a little sun and make sure everyone's good. I yeah. I mean, I have not been working and um, the kids were having a hard time finding a summer job. So we just decided to go see grandma. I, I love it. Um, okay, well, so let's start with your running beginnings. I want you to take us each back to the days when you first started running. So, Jane, at age 74, you were clearly running before it was the cool, trendy thing to do. So, <laughs> how did you start running? I started running when I was 29 years old. Okay. And uh, I remember um, I was just tired of my lazy lifestyle, and I went across the road to my neighbor's house, who was a pharmacist there in Chicago, and this was in January, and um, we, I knew she had run some before, so I said, let's go out and run, and let's start running, so we had never run before, we didn't know anything about it, so we got our snow boots on, because it was snowing out, and we ran down the street, back and forth, back and forth, well, we ran and walked, and ran and walked, and did that, uh, probably until summertime. And then we thought, well, gee, we're getting really good at this. Let's try running around the whole housing complex. So we did that and it was successful. And then we decided, well, let's sign up for a race. And we did our first race, which is a 10K Bonnie Bell race. And um, it was really a lot of fun and just for women. And um, that's how I got started. Remember what year that, that Bonnie Bell 10K was in by any chance? Well, I started running probably, uh, let's see, 70. Let's see. You so were, if you were 29. About a 70, I was 70, it was in 77 26. and I was 29. Okay. And were you a mom at that point? Uh, yes, I was. I had Katie and I think she was about Six, maybe. Yeah, six. So what six. I remember, what I can add to that story is I remember being a young six-year-old oh, put yes. in charge of, of my babysitting my little sister, who was probably three, while my mom and her friend went out for their little runs, which was hilarious because we were on a cul-de-sac at the time. And so my mom, and I think Mary was her name, your friend that would run uh -huh, yes. My mom and Mary would go, you know, out the door, make sure Annie and I were all set up and 
go out for their run. And then like five minutes later, she'd pop her head in. Is everyone okay? And then they'd go back out. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of moms everywhere probably do something similar still. You've heard a lot of stories like people put baby monitors in their mailbox, you know, and run up oh. and down the street. You know, we, this is before baby monitors. But yeah, it's that same idea. Like, I want to... I want to get out and move, but um, I need to keep them close by. So that's awesome. And so you just felt, Jane, you were just ready for a change. You were just feeling like you needed some activity. Like there wasn't anything that, that you don't remember like a spark, like, oh, I need to try running. It was just, that's the most exciting. Uh, I knew I just, my lifestyle wasn't what I wanted it to be. Sure. And um, I became a Christian around that time. And that was the time I decided, well, I think I'll try running. <laughs> so I did. And when I started, I just got hooked on it right away. That's I just loved it. It so made me were, feel you good. You were partying too much. Yeah, I was partying and drinking and didn't like that. And it was not good for me. <laughs> so I decided to make a change and I made a radical change. But it also coincided with the whole Frank Shorter running boom that was happening at the time. I, was, I think it was starting to become popular. Yep, that's right. When in the like Kenneth Cooper's um, aerobics and jogging came yeah. out, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So there was definitely, you were trendy, um, especially that I love that you did a women's race. That's great. Well, so Katie, you remember your mom running at age six. So when did, when did you start running as an individual? You know what? It's one of those things, kind of like swimming. I never recall not knowing how to swim. And I don't recall learning how to run or it's just something I've always done. Yeah. Um, I think because I always been modeled that and I do remember so in high school I joined the track team um I think I was just maybe two years doing track and then I switched I also played tennis and swam but um, that's when I first started running competitively was in high school okay um, and then my first 5k with my mom was probably around that same time well, yeah, I was just about to ask you, so did you race or did you run with your mom? Like, did you go out on runs together? Or did yeah, you... we, we were here in Florida and we, we lived near a lake. And I remember going to run with my mom and her friend. Oh. Um, yeah. And we would just run around the lake. It was probably about three miles. Um, and she was always ahead of me because there were some days where I'm like, oh, I'm not going to run. And then I'd run, but I'd end up walking. Um, but never forced, just kind of wanted to tag along. Sometimes I'd bring a friend too. Um, but yeah, Definitely remember running with her. And Abby now has, well, she's evolved more, but she used to do the same thing, you know, with, with me. We'd go for a run together. Yeah. Well, so Abby, um, you know, last but not least, what are, what are your first memories of running? I think my earliest memory was probably from the Girl Scout 5K that I don't know how old I was, probably like four or five really really young um and I remember it just felt so long and that that's all I remember about it and I remember throwing like a temper tantrum and saying I'm never running again and yeah that was how very wrong I was (laughs) yeah remember your mom so Katie I mean talk talk a little bit about how you integrated running because you are, Abby's your middle child, you have a son on either side of her, so you have three kids. Um, did you run through your pregnancies? Did you run, like, talk about that a little bit. And, and then- um, I didn't run through the entirety of my pregnancies, but I always ran um, at least the first five to six months, because um, it was just, that's more my, my homeostasis. I just felt better. That was normal for me to be running. Um, so yeah, I ran. I've Probably the most amount of time I've not run has been last 
trimester of pregnancy and maybe three months for an injury. But um, the rest of the time, I've just been running. First gump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Abby, do you remember your mom going out for runs or what, what are your memories of that? Um, well, yeah, growing up, I feel like Saturdays were always kind of like our designated long run day. So like even when I was young when, and I wasn't running at that point or not, not running that long at least. Um, yeah, if my mom was out like a couple hours then you just kind of knew that she was on a long run. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's, and then also going to races. Um, that was a big part of growing up was just going to the races and being so excited just to like cheer. Um, and yeah, it was just fun to cheer you on and be your, your hype squad. <laughs> That's great. Well, and um, so did you guys, uh, Katie and Abby, um, did you, did you guys go out together much or do you, I know you, do you go out together much, but, but especially when Abby was younger, were you out running with her, Katie? Yeah, we were talking about that yesterday in preparation for talking with you and reminiscing about how she started, so I'm a member of the Colorado Columbines, which is a women's only running club here in the Denver area. And um, Abby would, because I she was too young and I didn't want to pay to get a sitter and other moms were doing the same thing. We'd bring our kids and they just set them, you know, on the side of the track with a book or some games. And so Abby's first exposure to track was just sitting there as a three and four year old watching me run track with these women. And then over time, she decided she wanted to participate. So she might just do the warm-up section of the track workout. Mm -hmm. um, and then she'd go and sit and play her games. Um, and then, yeah, and then it evolved to where she was actually leading some of the workouts as a, as a teenager. Um, so she would Not come. really. Well, <laughs> we were up there. Um, but the, one other fun thing I wanted to say about kids and track is um, – Abby, so Abby and her brothers, we would do this thing primarily in the summer just to kill time and to get everyone out of the house. We would go to the track and run a mile. And the reward, they, we never forced them. It was just um, something to do. But it, the reward for running your mile was a 7-Eleven Slurpee. Okay. So, ah. Yes. So if you ran a mile, you got a Slurpee. And we didn't, didn't have to do it at a certain time. Well, so I'll say, she always said, oh, I'm not going to time you. Like, don't worry about that. I would always catch her with her little stopwatch timing us for a mile. So then I always felt like I had to run really fast because you're always timing. And, well, uh, and eventually it, it evolved into you guys wanting to be timed. And I do remember you being faster than your brothers. And that was kind of a cool thing. Um, so, yeah, but it definitely, I mean glad to hear two things that um one you had an incentive out there because I feel like that's so important especially for younger kids um and that too you know that you you cared about their performance but you tried to keep it from them which I think is a is a theme with <laughs> to get better you want them to find confidence on the court or on the track but you don't want that to be the emphasis right right <laughs> um, so Jane, do you remember suggesting to Katie that she try running or did you just like, how did that, I mean, I realized it was decades ago, but do you remember how like that five yeah, was a long time ago? Yeah. I remember kind of what she said. I would encourage her to run with my friend and around the lake and myself and she would complain some. <laughs> and then I realized I can't push her. And so I never pushed her, but I just ran. That's what I did. I ran. 
And I did, you know, I, it was kind of fun hearing Katie say that about taking Abby to the track, because that's exactly what I did with my youngest, was take her to the track. And we would practice and work out, and we'd have all these little kids in the middle of the track playing together while we ran our laps around the track. Yeah. So they, I think they learn by, by you, by seeing others around them, their mother, their yeah. father run. And they pick it up then. I mean, that passes it on. At least they're aware of the sport and that, hey, mom did it. Yeah. Well, so that's, I mean, you know, it's been my experience. Um, I've uh, tried a couple times with my kids and I did a 5K with my younger, I have two, my younger son. And I mean, I think I'd rather have a root canal. Uh, <laughs> or a root canal, I would pick the latter. And my eyebrows like plucked at the same time because it was just so miserable. He complained the whole time, you know, capable <laughs> of, I mean, I'm not looking for, you know, crazy speed, but I know that he can run, you know, he doesn't have to walk the whole thing at a pace that, you know, is similar to strolling at the mall. Right. And that's <laughs> so curious because you talked about it. Um, you know, Katie, you talked about like not wanting to run and just went for the walk or did you like try to encourage her, Jane, like when she was having a bad day or you just let her have her day and just be like, okay, did you talk about it? Like, do you remember? I can't remember, but I'm sure I did try to encourage her. Yeah. But what do, what I can't really remember. Sense tell you now, I mean, what do you think people should do with that situation? Because that's what's hard is them to enjoy it but running is innately kind of hard right it's not like well I I have two other daughters too and they they both they aren't runners like Katie is but they're runners and they're they're active or they were active Annie was active she's not running now but they I ran races with them and and would encourage them in that way and try to get them to sign up for races and um and they've all kind of picked up on being athletic, which I am very thankful for because I feel it's really good to take care of your body. But I can't remember. Ask Katie. She well, I was just thinking that the most important piece of advice I would give someone is to not force it, mm -hmm. um, to just let it come naturally. Because in our case here, I think it's just the modeling of the behavior. It was never tied to to diet or how I look or we never I never heard my mom complaining about having to go run it was always <laughs> a joy to run it was always something she she just looked forward to um so it was there was never any negativity tied to it it was just something we did um so I feel strongly that you just can't force it you need to figure out what motivates your kid and you know what if they can't run maybe they can do something else Abby swam and she played soccer and she just evolved into I think running is your favorite sport now, mm -hmm. uh, but we weren't sure that was going to be the case. Um, yeah. I would have to say like one, like I'm really thankful that I didn't, I wasn't forced into like cross country and track. Like I got to try out what I wanted to do and see like, Oh, what am I good at? And so it, that just helped keep it fun. And I think like doing five K's, like just community races and stuff that was always kind of fun and more lighthearted and, yeah, I remember one 5K, she let me get my face painted before with like these purple flames on it, <laughs> on my face. And I just remember that being so fun. And like, I think little things like that um, really kept it like, not so forced and serious. Keep it light. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and um, I imagine, so were you on the track and cross country team in high school, Abby? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
what do you, um, middle school too, or no, I don't know if they had, that. I did like a, like a youth track club in Colorado for a few summers, but it wasn't super intense, but yeah, that was fun too. <laughs> well, so, you know, uh, I know that I know from, cause I know you, I know you're a very talented runner and did well, um, for your team, but I know there are a lot of kids that aren't necessarily winning races or, you know, don't have the ability to make the finals mm-hmm. or that kind of thing, but they're still out there, you know, and still enjoying yeah. it. So I'm just curious if you had coaches, um, that were especially good at motivating those kids or kind of how, what you saw that were some things that might be helpful to parents who, you know, might have those kids and, and want them to try track, even if, you know, they're not headed for Tokyo in 2021, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I got lucky with some really awesome coaches over the years. And I think I can't speak for everyone, but for me, not having like the yelling coach and the, um, you know, like, oh, you have to run this time. Like you got to speed up and beat that person. Like that did not help me. So I think more gentle encouragement really helped. And uh, I don't know, just, I got really lucky with a high school coach that she's also a mom. And she, I feel like she kind of understood that like most of the kids that join cross country don't want it to be a super intense thing. They want it to be like either to stay in shape for other sports or just for socializing. So I think even if you go into it with the mindset, like, oh, I'm just going to go and go for a run with some friends that I like talking to and like go into it with that mindset. Like that honestly helps you maybe even discover your love for running that you wouldn't have discovered if you hadn't just given it a try. So, yeah. Yeah. You, did you um, have much contact with her coaches over the years? I'm just curious, like if you saw any traits, like echoing what Abby said, just more compassionate and making it fun or anything else that you would say if if parents are like, I want to make sure that I find the right fit for a coach. Mm -hmm. That is such a good question because I definitely um, stayed out of the coaching for the most part, but I know the coach in particular that (laughs) Abby's speaking of And she and I, just because she was a mom and a runner herself, she and I did become friends. Yeah. Um, She and I would go for runs together and we would really try hard not to talk about anything coaching related because that was so important to me to not, to not be um, involved in that side of it. But um, we, uh, not just in running, but other sports, we've had other more uh, aggressive coaches and that just did not work for my kids for for any yeah. of them. And uh, so I do think that um, if there's anything here is just make it fun. Um, and the coaches, the best that Abby ran was for coaches that made it fun and were not so intense. Mm-hmm. And she said she runs at a pretty high level. And um, so I think it's just about making it fun. And <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Like Abby said, that um, the the races are fun. You know, you don't have to be good to be in a race. You can be the last one and still have a great time. Mm -hmm. And if a a mom's considering getting her children involved, that's a good way to do it. And even if they just come and watch her run the race, they see all the goodies after the race and they see they get a medallion and, uh, you know, it's just fun stuff. Yeah, (laughs) that's great. I mean, I feel like, um, you know, a lot of it needs to be self-driven. I mean, Abby, that's clear. Katie, it's clear. I mean, it's all clear that you guys started on your own or had it modeled and then wanted to be part of it. But I also feel like there's this component of getting them out there enough so that it's comfortable because, you know, like I said, like running 
is not necessarily an easy sport. I always say like kids that are endure kids that are in endurance sports, like swimming and running and, you know, Nordic skiing for sure. Like, I'm like, they have something, a special spark because it's not necessarily so team driven, you know, you don't have as much, you know, waiting for the pass or, you know, kind of waiting for a play kind of thing. It's a lot of, you know, can I go faster? Can I go harder? Am I pacing myself? Right. Um, And I feel like most kids running experiences revolve around the physical fitness tests, which Um, yeah asking them to take like a history test, but not really giving them the material beforehand, right? You got to go out and run a mile as fast as you can. Like you said, you said after your 5k, Abby, when you were five, so much different, but you hated running. You never wanted to do it again. Right. Yeah. I'm curious, and this might not have been your experience, but what's your take on just making sure that kids like going out slow enough, going out for shorter than you think that they should go out? Like, how can you kind of make sure that they leave with a taste of wanting more instead of being frustrated and never wanting to do it again, you know? Yeah. Is that a question for me? Oh, sure. Abby, why don't you start? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, well, I definitely don't think that fitness gram pacer test or whatever that you're talking about is a good idea because that, that is not like a true indicator of someone's fitness. And like, you shouldn't be graded off of like how good of a runner you are. Like, it should be so much more than that. So I think, I think also just taking the comparison out of it um, and just going off of how you feel in the moment and how it feels when you're done. Yeah. And like, I mean, maybe beginners, like encouraging them to, or at least reminding them how good it'll feel when it's over. Because I think a lot of the times when I was first getting started, I didn't always want to go for a run. Yeah. But so what made it fun for you though? Like what I I think that's a good question. <laughs> well, I, I'm just sitting here thinking back and we always um we're a running family. So yeah. my husband runs and the boys run. Um and so we have all the running gadgets and we know the running tricks and mm-hmm. we always made like recovery fun. Oh, you know, even if it doesn't, you know, ice baths do they work do they not you know we always made it fun you know like oh you did a longer you know run today we'll get you an ice bath and you know we always found something recovery related um that was a treat or different and yeah and we always had good shoes we made sure the kids were running in good shoes um so because you know what a blister is a horrible thing if kids are running in poor shoes and they're getting blisters that's not fun um, they get a blister, they're not going to be running for another week until it heals. So it was always really important to have good shoes and recovery. And Do you, have, beyond the Slurpees, were there other incentives that you ever put out there, like for doing a race or <laughs> number of weeks? I'm just, I'm not like digging for family. I'm just curious. Well, it, I remember in high school, I, this is going to sound so <laughs> dumb, but I really wanted this piggy bank thing and it's called a digi piggy oh, and you like it this. counts the <laughs> coins that you put in to it and yes I wanted this in high school so I that just shows you I am a so, child still <laughs> but yeah you get the digi piggy Abby 
Yeah, Wait, but what, what did you do? Did you run an 800 I think I had to get a PR in what? In the 5K to get a digital oh, Did you get it? I did. Okay. I, I, <laughs> I still use it to this day. Um, but that's the other thing. The, so my kids never ran in any of the kids' runs. They always went right to the 5K because with the kids running, half the time they don't even give you a bib. And it's only like a uh, you know, well, it's not even a mile. It's oh, like it? maybe a half mile or <laughs> yeah. something. And my kids were already running enough where they could totally do the 5K. And the 5K gives you the schwag. It's like a goodie bag and it has candy bars and yeah. <laughs> protein bars and stuff in it. And so Abby was always externally driven like that. Yeah. Give her a digi piggy or the swag bag or something. Going and, out to dinner after. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, no, that's yeah. Usually in our family, we have a tradition. If somebody hits a PR, and we still do this, if um, if somebody has a PR, we'll go out to dinner and celebrate because it's kind of a big deal, um, especially when you've been running as long as we have as a family. Yeah. Um, a PR is something to celebrate. So I love that. I love that. Um, and so Jane, I mean, so going back to um, your days, I'm curious how much emphasis with your girls at all, did, did you put like when Katie was in track or as she got older and kept running, which Katie's a very accomplished runner, as you all are, did you put on um, winning or pace or mileage or was it always about the experience or a little of both or kind of talk about numbers because running is such a numbers driven sport that sometimes I feel like it's easy to get wrapped up in it. Uh, I don't ever remember pushing uh, other than encourage them. Well, I guess I said, come on, you can do it. You can do it as I was cheering them on. Huh. But I, I don't ever remember putting great emphasis. I was more encouraging them when they finished, you did good. You know, even, even if they didn't do as well as they hoped they would, I still would encourage that. And, uh, it just, they did. I just can't believe they're all, they've all taken off on that. Yeah. Uh, well, when we when I was watching my mom run as a child, we there were no Garmin's or anything, so it was really hard to emphasize pace or because you didn't even really know if your four mile neighborhood loop was four miles. You know, you so it was different back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was I do a long time ago. <laughs> the odometer, I would do that and like exactly. <laughs> I was just going to say that, that that was how you clocked your, oh, let's yeah, go clock our run. So you just take your shower and get your iced tea and then you drive and see how far you ran. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those are the good old days. Well, and uh, um, so kind of, this is the same question for you, Katie, because I know, again, you have three kids that are all super talented runners. How do you handle the conversations when they are not performing the way they want to, or they're injured or, you know, cause running is always going to have the peaks and valleys. So how do you kind of help them keep it in perspective when, when it's, when it's hard? Yeah. And that happens. And that's, yeah. that's hard for me because you hate to see your kids struggle and be disappointed, but it's just part of life. And, and you know, I always tell them that you, you, Abby, you, Nathan, you're more than a runner. Um, mm -hmm. You're just a kid that likes to run and you, you'll, things will get better. And if every day was great, they'd all be average. So you got to take the bad races with the good. And honestly, they've always come back. Um, my oldest son, as well as Abby, have struggled off and on with injuries. So um, we've definitely battled some of that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
For sure. Well, and Abby, um, I went for a bike ride with you recently. Like I said, in the show, you are transitioning to triathlon. You have a high school swing background. You've got your running and now you're embracing cycling. And what stayed with me after that ride was how willing you were to learn and to um, just be open to being, I mean, you're not a beginner by any stretch, but I mean, but just, I think sometimes, um, especially with running, you know, it's such a natural motion and it's so easy to get frustrated when, when you can't go as fast as you want to. And as, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm speaking for my child, again, going back to that 5k with Ben, I mean, he's so black and white. If he can't win, he's going to lose, you know, (laughs) instead of being like, Oh, I got seventh and I went faster than I did last time. Right. And that's, that's a whole different show, but I'm curious, like how you keep your attitude open and kind of keep the beginner's mindset with something like that when you're such a talented athlete in other areas. So if like if a parent is bringing a kid into running from say tennis or fencing or something like that, where again, they expect it to be easier than it is. Yeah. So I just got on a road bike for the first time in like January Yeah. and have only been out like (laughs) once or twice a week uh, till now. So And it's been a while since I've actually like tried something from the start, like, and, you know, like you said, started as a beginner, but I think I definitely do like doubt myself at some times and think, oh, I'm not cut out for this. Like the team, like the triathlon team, like those people have been biking for years on end and I'm just brand new. But I think at the end of the day, just like reminding myself that like looking back at where I started in January, like I've already improved so much, even if it's not like where I want to be, like just seeing that small improvement and thinking, oh, like if I can improve that much, like think of where I'll be, you know, in October, you know? So it's just baby steps and I'm not always the most patient when it comes to that, but looking back, I think has really helped me in that aspect. Absolutely. Looking back for sure. So maybe even just helping, you know, again, it depends upon the kid, but you know, if it is a teenager, like recording, maybe, you know, their mile time every once in a while or their miles or something like that, you know, like not totally numbers driven, but using those as kind of a tool, would you say? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. Well, you guys, this is awesome. But before, before we finish this, I just want to hear kind of what you're up to these days, because Jane, so you've been a runner since you were 27 is that what you said and now yes. you're coming up on um almost 50 years <laughs> amazing i mean i think <laughs> podcast be like i want to be running when i'm 74 so give us give us kind of what you look what your running looks like these days and um and any how to how to keep it fun and and keep that longevity in mind yeah well uh it's a challenge when you age because you've got to change your way of exercising and I used to run you know pretty regularly I used to run almost every day and about 30 miles a week and more if I was training for longer Um, but now I'm having to cut that down and I'm a true runner at heart I really like to run but my body is starting to to break down so I have cut it down to about three days a week and it may go to two, but I'm learning that I can bike Mm -hmm. and I can do other things, whether it's walking 
or for a while there, I was really into swimming and then this virus kind of came around. Uh, so I haven't been swimming, but I found out I like all those things. So there are other things I can do, you know, that are satisfying. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where I am now. Sure. You know, I'd like to be doing a lot more than I'm doing, but I'm happy with what I'm doing. <laughs> Can't always get what you want, but you find out. You <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe a Rolling Stone saying that. Um, <laughs> or, um, or do enter in races? Me? Uh, there's this one race around here called the, the Fast and the Furious. And it is a 5K. And it is, you run with your dog. Well, my dog, you know, I don't have a lot of running partners because at my age, there are not a lot of runners. So my dog is my running partner. And we run and we ran, we've been running this uh, 5K for a few years. I, haven't, I didn't run it last year. Uh, but I'm, I would like to run it again. And there's also a triathlon on, on uh, Captiva. Mm -hmm. It's a small one. It's a sprint, sprint, yeah, it's a sprint, sprint at, or triathlon. And I, would, I know I could do that. It wouldn't be very good time, but I could do that. So I'm thinking about that. Sure would love my granddaughter or my daughter to come up and join me and do that. I love to run with them. Fun. We've run triathlon i mean we've run yeah we've run katie and i've run a triathlon together and we i did my first triathlon <laughs> with my mom in 1992 tell them where it was it was cypress garden yeah it was, cypress cypress garden. It was a lake full of gators <laughs> in winter haven florida 1992 that was fun times then we did a marathon together which i mean we've done a couple marathons together which marathons did you do together we did the Boulder Back Road, uh -huh. and then the, Katie's first marathon, which is really neat that I could run that with her, was the top of Utah. It's in Logan, Utah. So my first marathon was with my mother in 2002 in Logan, Utah, and I think she finished three minutes ahead of me. Uh, <laughs> that's sure changed. <laughs> cool. That is so cool. And Abby, have you guys, you and Katie run races together recently? Yeah, we can do all the time, don't you? Abby's run uh, three half marathons, and I've been at all of them for her. Yeah. I have not run them with her, but I've been her, yeah. Well, her she'll be doing squad. the full, and I'll do the half. <laughs> yeah. you got a, you got a better mentality, Abby. No, I'm just kidding. That's <laughs> great. But yeah, we've done a ton of races together, and it's fun. I always look for the ones that are like an out and back or have this little dog leg where we'll see each other, so I can at least high five my kids when we're out there because yeah. that's fun. Yeah. That's great. Um, and so, Katie, you just did your own virtual half a marathon, right? You were, you were yeah. Uganda. Um, you were going to run the Uganda marathon, which is a, again another whole another podcast. But tell us, give us the elevator uh, version of that. Oh boy! So Abby and I both had plans to go to Uganda this summer uh, to visit some people we know there, and it coincided with this marathon over there. So I signed up, and of course, everything is shut down. The whole world is shut down. So uh, I didn't end up going, but they still had a virtual run online. So that was May thirtieth. And yeah, I was not really in marathon shape. My longest run had been 18 miles up to that point, And I've been struggling with some Achilles tendonitis stuff. Um, but yeah, I got it out. It was a really hot day over in Grand Junction, Colorado. Um, 
uh, Abby was my aid station relief. Uh, and initially I told her, oh, I don't need to see you that much, but I am so glad she was there because it yeah. was a really hot day and I would have died without her out there. Um, but yeah, it took, took a long time. It took me five hours, which is a long time for me, but it was good, good to do. Done. And, um, and Abby, do you have a, a have, has, has there been a triathlon put on the schedule yet for you guys, or are you still just, uh, waiting? waiting? Yeah, we have a few lined up. Um, I don't really know the status of them right now, but I think our first one is late August or early September. So okay. that's the next thing. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, I will, um, I think echo all the readers or listeners. Um, I think they're going to be so excited to hear from you guys and you guys, you, the three of you are a force. It's so fun to hear from you. <laughs> <laughs> Running is a lifestyle because you know, it's, it's really, it's challenging to get to that point, but once you cross over that cliff and you're there, it's just, it's like brushing your teeth and, you know, mm -hmm. and going to the bathroom every morning. Like it just happens. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. Have a great rest of your time in Florida and um, I will talk to you all soon. Thanks, okay. Dimity. Thank Thanks. you.